drop. In an industry that's given us things like the Emoji Movie, a dozen Ouija board movies, Battleship, which, by the way, stay tuned for Battleship being done on the show, a Spider-Man movie featuring no less than seven Spider-Mans. Basically, what I'm saying is restraint is not Hollywood's strong point. But every once in a while, a movie comes out that shows really surprising restraint and that shows surprising restraint that could have just gone off the rails very, very quickly. And tonight we're going to talk about a movie that, against all odds, didn't. And it actually isn't that bad of a film. And so strap in, kids. We're, got, we're talking about real steel. Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind. The venerable Jeremiah Campbell here tonight. Always happy to be here, and especially in this the cave edition. Yeah, or (laughs) (laughs) or submarine, whatever, whatever we're in. (laughs) Little little echoey here at the studio tonight, uh, doing a little remodeling. Uh, We might be moving, so. yeah, the foam, the foam on the walls makes a huge difference if that's not something that you... Yeah, if that's not something that you are... You, you would never notice unless it's gone, and then you really, really notice it. So if it's a little bit too echoey, uh, we apologize. But you know what? That just fits the theme for the show. Just down and dirty and echoey and just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so we're talking about the 2001, October 7th is when it came out. Real Steel. Um, Now, this is what I have to give this film credit for right off the bat. The fact that this film is called Real Steel and not Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the movie, really, (laughs) that's what I was talking about with the restraint. Because they could have easily just basically called this movie that and would have literally changed nothing. Maybe the color schemes of the... the, (laughs) The, the the big robot and the the underdog robot of the movie make one blue and make one red and that's all they would have had to have done they literally would have had to have changed nothing so um stumbled upon real steel uh on, on one of the streaming services about a week or so ago uh, watched it with tucker and it was one of those things where as i'm watching it i'm like okay nope i gotta talk about this because this is <laughs> This is a weird movie, really weird movie. So, uh, Jeremiah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to your your preliminary thoughts on the old real steel. Well, uh, never saw this movie in theater. First which, time seeing it was like a week ago. So, which which was weird. <laughs> like, this is one of those Mandela effects things because I could swear that you and your and your lovely spouse saw it in the theater because I can remember distinctly you talking about it at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Because you know, at Christmas time, you you and Casey always go, you always go see a couple flicks around the holiday, and I could have sworn that I was there and you were talking about seeing this. So mm-hmm. that's why I thought, oh, you want to do real steel, and then you were like asking me questions about it, which really surprised <laughs> me. Like, wait, 
what kind of weird ass universe is this? Because Wait, so maybe was, I like blacked out. I don't know, but that's easy <laughs> to do. Because my first, uh, I, I I'll be honest, I struggled with this one. But, yeah, it's, it's but it's got <laughs> it's got its merits and good things. But yeah, first first uh, watch, it was kind of like. Uh, some eye rolls and some pro- and surprises. That's yeah. what I that's what I uh, took away but from I, it. Right away, I definitely away. know I didn't see it in theater because I do remember one of the movies that came out at the same time that I did see in theater, which was the Three Musketeers. Ooh, the, like, the newer, you know. Yeah, the, that was a good one. I liked that was, one a lot. Was it Orlando Bloom or was it Luke Evans? Uh, no, Orlando the, Bloom was okay. in it. Yeah, but he wasn't one of the Musketeers. Yeah. So yeah, I know that that movie is fantastic <laughs> and and worth talking about on this show. So, um, so yeah, Real Steel again. It should have been because it's it's a straightforward boxing movie, but the boxers are giant robots, and it takes place in a world where humans box, but robots box, and that's a whole heck of a lot more entertaining than humans doing it. So. The sport has been, humans have been replaced by robots in that sport. And robot boxing is on the level of UFC or WWE to an extent. I got more of a UFC vibe to well, yeah, it for very specific reasons. do other things besides box. <laughs> the robots? Yeah. You know, like they don't just punch each other. No. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's more, there's a wrestle. That's why like a UFC is more of a. Uh, it has a uh, more of a the uh, most accurate description, I think, yeah. of it. But uh, really interesting, like who was all involved in this? Because this looks like a, a bullshit movie that would go straight to uh, home DVD or one of these streaming services. But a surprising amount of people are involved in it. And as I was watching it, I felt like I was watching like uh, an MCU movie. Because there are a ton of of people that have been in uh, an inappropriate amount of people that have been in the Marvel movies. Uh, this is just what they do in their alter ego day jobs. Yeah, when they're not <laughs> fight robots. It's fight robots. <laughs> so you've got Hugh Jackman, which okay. So 2011 Hugh Jackman maybe not have been mm, you know maybe maybe not have been the biggest get, but. Uh, this is right in between uh, X Men First Class, and then he did Lay Miz after this movie. So, so they they got him pretty like much the on tell the end yeah X Men. It, it's reported on Wikipedia that he got nine million. So yeah, you you got him on the cheap for sure. Uh, um, Evangeline Evangeline Lilly, uh, who played the Wasp. Or from the Ant Man and the Wasp movie, she was also in the Hobbit films, but um, she was the Wasp. She's in this. Uh, An- Anthony Mackie, who was the Falcon slash eh, screw it slash new Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in this, and then a gentleman you probably don't recognize by name, but when you see, he's one of those faces you see him as like, oh, I know that guy, but you can't ever place him anywhere. Uh, Sir Kevin Durant, who played the Blob in the X Men Origins Wolverine movie, which I very much enjoy and very much going to cover on this show too. But um, he played the Blob, and, and he is in this. Uh, Sean Levy was the director who directed Big Fat Liar, Just Married, um, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pink Panther. 
But then also Night at the Museum franchise. He did all three of them. Uh, he also did Date Night, The Internship. And then what I'm really excited about coming out is Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. He was the director. Uh, Steven Spielberg was an executive producer. Danny Elfman did the music. Like, how... <laughs> like, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that they had all these big names that were involved. And especially with Steven Spielberg, who has a knack for these like properties. Like, I mean, he gave us Jurassic Park, which was a book. He gave us um, uh, the Flintstones, all these tons of different, like taking prop different properties and licenses and making something out of them was something he did for a long time. Why, with him being involved and not doing doing Rock'em Sock'em Robots is just really surprising. <laughs> but then you think about it though, like the the movies based off of like board games. That's a little. I mean, 2011, 2010 is when they would have filmed it. I guess that's a little early. You know, they didn't go full on 14 Ouija board <laughs> movies till about three or four years ago. Yeah, but according to the, you know, history of this, it wasn't even based off of Rock'em Sock'em No, robots. it wasn't. It was based <laughs> off of some weird sh uh, short story from the 50s and then an episode of The Twilight Zone, yeah. which I'll be curious to see. And I'm sure that's on. I'm sure that's on. If Chris was here, she would just like stop and watch it and we'd have to yell at her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe is like reading up on it is they, whoever bought the rights to the screenplay, they they sold the screenplay for eight hundred thousand dollars. And I I have no clue of what screenplays normally go for, but I just thought for this movie that was like. That's a huge astronomical amount for something like this. And I'm like, oh, this is yes, I need this movie. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it's a very broad concept that could be taking lots of different ways. And my first the first thought when I watched it was how it starts off beating the shit out of a cow or a yeah. bull, <laughs> right? Which was surprising. <laughs> And Hugh Jackman is the most god awful asshole that I had ever seen in my life. I don't maybe just because I, I've grown quite fond of Hugh Jackman coming off of like the Wolverine movies and uh, the Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman's Tucker's favorite movie, so we've watched it like a hundred times. So I don't even just, have a kid, and I watched it. 100 yeah, times. it's a good movie. It's great. To see him watch, to just, just be an asshole and like, yeah, I don't know who this kid is. I had him. He's, he's my son, but whatever. I'm just going to sell him to my <laughs> right. to, to, to his, his horrible sister. To the or worst whatever. aunt and rich, like, <laughs> just so, just an asshole. <laughs> like, it's, it's really hard to find him in the first third of the film a redeeming character at all. Yeah, I struggled with him as an asshole yeah like, i was just like so that's one of the things i struggled with like, mm -hmm. it's just not because of what we've seen him in it's mm -hmm. just so like not believable for one and then just very yeah. like yeah he off-putting doesn't like. play <laughs> unless he's like covered in makeup and just completely over the top like he wasn't pan but even still like yeah you, you don't buy it but then you've also find him like very you don't find him redeeming at all and there's not a lot of like I, I i never felt real good real tension either 
like, oh, this is, how is this going to work? Like, I was like, just, I don't know, just kind of shocked really that like, there's no real, nothing or a lot of really good tension. But so the, 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 the movie did a hundred and it cost about 110 million to make. It made 85 million in America, but made 300 million worldwide. So it definitely made its money overseas. You had mentioned before we, we got on that, yeah, you know that just like those little kids in Japan just probably ate this shit up, right? Probably just ate <laughs> it up. And, and, and rightfully so, there's a huge, there's, you could definitely tell that there was like an Asian influence into it. Like a lot of the robots have the, the the Asian writing on it and stuff like that, the Mandarin or whatever on it. And it was pretty cool. Well, that one they got, the one robot they get from like overseas. Noisy it, boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And immediately gets destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Such build up to this guy and then just gets, yeah, his ass beat. But, so there is a lot of humanness on the robots. Um, and what I do like, and I was talking to Brett earlier, what I like about it is that it has a very 80s movie vibe to it because ultimately the parents can give two shits as to what's happening with the kids in this film. <laughs> across like the board. Alone. Yeah, just across like, eh. the board. It was very common in 80s movies that parents, I mean, you rarely ever even saw the parents. And if you did, they were afterthoughts. I mean, look at the Goonies. Like, those kids... Just disappear off the face of this earth for a day and meh, whatever. Like they're they're only they only seem like surprised when they get found. Like it doesn't really seem. And what's interesting about that is, I really enjoy that that theme is taken into Stranger Things, which the director is an executive producer of Stranger Things, and he directed a couple episodes. So I really I really like that since that that sensibility because a lot of newer movies don't really have that there's a lot of heavy-handedness when it comes with the parents and this one yeah like that guy treats <laughs> wolverine treats that kid like garbage <laughs> give me fifty thousand dollars and i'll keep him for the summer <laughs> like, <laughs> damn he just buys a kid buys a boy and then or I, with like, no intention of taking him with me nope, or like, i don't know i just want you to stay at this boxing ring yeah thing. exactly yep <laughs> with this chick with evangeline <laughs> lily which hey okay cool <laughs> so he buys a fancy robot it gets his ass kicked but then they stumble upon a, a magic robot <laughs> a junk sparring robot a junk sparring robot which should have been a character this is one of those things that one of those Anakin Skywalker moments for me, which this robot should have been introduced way earlier. You should have seen, there should have been a montage of what these robots were. You should have met him way sooner than you did. Because all of a sudden your, your heart is, but you kind of already invested in Noisy Boy. I'm like, hey, <laughs> what happened to Noisy Boy? Like right? fix him now, right? <laughs> He's just being thrown away. And or the robot from the very beginning, like what about that one? You know, that, that well, gets they, his... they used all those parts to make this one better. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. But still, like I, I, the Adam, the one that you're you're supposed to root for. Again, you don't meet until the beginning of the second act, and if he's the one you're supposed to care about, 
But even still, like, are you supposed to care about the robot? Are you supposed to care about the relationship between Wolverine and little shithead kid? Or what? <laughs> I have no idea. It, they and never really... You like, this never, movie always keeps going, so that's what makes it entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's not... It has a really good pace to it. It has a great... And, and zero sentimentality. Right? But, like... <laughs> zero. Yeah, you're... Like, the relation... The... The relationship between Hugh Jackman and the kid, like, doesn't really play well. Because you feel like that's what the story's truly supposed to be about, is that relationship, how it goes from nothing to Hugh Jackman treating him like he's just a thing to like them, like having a relationship. But it's, it's funny that you make the Anakin Skywalker analogy. Yeah. Cause the first thing I thought, like, well, not the first thing, but like going in when you first meet the kid, like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You have Hugh Jackman's this huge asshole, mm-hmm. but then the kid's a huge asshole as well. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, like, he's a stubborn prick and too. Like, usually when it's like, a father son like trying to like mesh or fix a relationship or it's they're not both just assholes like i get it like oh well he's obviously his son because mm-hmm. they have the same personality but <clears throat> with the way he talks and the way he looks mm-hmm. my first thought was like they should have made this movie and whenever they made you know phantom menace and mm-hmm. had Jake Lloyd play this guy. Heck yeah, he's like, very he been, Jake Lloyd. He would have been a better asshole kid than this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like even the way he talked made me think of Jake Lloyd. The way he talks and like, very Jake Lloydish. <laughs> I really, I he had a good sensibility, but yeah, the it was just so bizarre that that yeah, both of them were just not. And not only that, but like evangeline lily's character just finds them both endearing and i don't understand that at all yeah and like i would have given her more to do instead of just like playing mickey from rocky like hanging out at the gym was this after uh lost yes 2011 so yeah it would have been after Lost. was this like the first big movie she did after lost i don't know but yeah it was like oh we're gonna give you this role but you know it's you don't really do much (laughs) You cry at the end. You let's see. <laughs> uh, well, she was in the hurt. Uh, she was in the Hurt Locker uh. in two thousand eight. So I mean, she had big roles, and in the Hobbit was twenty thirteen, and twenty fourteen mm. is when she was in that. So kind of a lead up into some bigger things. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at. Hey, she was in Freddy versus Jason. That doesn't count. That does not count. <laughs> um, yeah, she wasn't. So she was a little bit in Small, and then Lost. Yeah, in 2004 to 2010. So this was a year after yeah. Lost ended. So <laughs> okay, it's like mm, we'll put you in a movie. We'll go to yeah. That's but you're not getting a like, natural progression. You're not getting for, like a major role. Yeah, you're gonna just kind of look be hanging out, kind of like a Mary Sue, yeah. in a way. They they never really, like I said, there's a good pace, but they never really fully develop any one story. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't really get behind, like, oh, it's the underdog robot. But, Mm-mm. you know, but they never really go, like, is he, like, an AI and he's learning on his own? Mm-hmm. So, there's no, like, humanizing mm-hmm. of the robot, really. Not- and, then, and then, like, Evangeline Lily's character is supposed to be, like, Hugh Jackman's love interest, but they never really 
it doesn't really come to fruition until like the very end. And even still, and it's, it's just kind not, of like it's they, just like oh, let's kiss and then it's, movie over. It's, it was actually <laughs> refreshing, refreshingly platonic for a while when he comes back and just like lays in bed next to her yeah. and she's cool with that. Like, <laughs> hey, friends cuddling is like something that should be normalized. So I I, I got that, but it is weird that you're, you're right. Like, not no one. It's just. Like everything is just right. All the answers are right there, and they never connect the dots <laughs> to them at all. Yeah. Like, um, the thing that stood out for me was when the blob, when he comes back and beats the shit out of him. Right. Like, wait. So that's how his comeuppance was, and he just got the shit beat out of him, and that's it. <laughs> he didn't immediately turn around and go beat the hell out of the robot or break take that apart. So I was so first of all that was like oh that's kind of weird so like he just got his ass beat okay it sounds like this is like a regular occurrence in and again he's he was a champion boxer sure okay cool he got his ass beat by a cowboy cool <laughs> well there was like three other guys or four other guys so you know yeah okay sure <laughs> but what was funny was then when he shows up later in the movie the big fight at the end and he's gonna bet a huge bet that he goes down in this right. Goes, oh, Shit, he knows he fucked with that robot and we don't know <laughs> but he didn't he just like nope it was, he was just like they created tension for no reason right and then and then the black guy's like gonna be do the same thing to him that he did to Hugh Jackman yeah. but then you never see the like you never see the ending of that of that like, yeah it's <laughs> just like you could have like weaved a really cool back like a a really cool like this whole time, like he was spying on him, or he did something to the robot, but no, because when he popped up, like I'm thinking, oh, cool, some payoff that kind of ended awkward earlier, but it didn't happen, and that is, I think that's very indicative of this film. Like you're, you're, you're the answer is right in front of you, and you're still, yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm, not Just like all. in the beginning with the bull scene, yeah. Like he he's fighting the bull. He knows that there's like. He's the one, Hugh Jackman's the one that like doubles the bet or whatever. Yeah. It says 20,000 versus Correct. what he was going to bet originally. And then he he loses because he's busy, too busy to control his robot looking at a girl yeah. in the state. Like, yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, you can't feel bad for him. Right. He, he wasn't a victim of circumstance. He just did something stupid and it was his own fault. Right. That's what I, yeah. And you're just like, really? He's that dumb? Yeah. So you don't really care at that point. You don't feel bad for him. In fact, then he welches and leaves. Like, okay, you knew he was going to welch and leave. Like, that's... Oh, just this little little things. You're I mean, right. It makes little it things. easier later on. Like, but when you first see that at the beginning of the movie, you're just like, "What?" Eye yeah. roll. But yeah. then when he just totally like nonchalantly like, "Yep, I want the title fight for Lazy Boy." Never fought this robot before. Never used commands. Nope. And then he just totally gets destroyed. And then you're like, "Oh, okay, this guy is dumb Man, and a he jerk is just and an, an idiot. asshole." Yeah. And no just, wonder like, that he's trying to make a quick buck. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I do love the way that the world, f the robot fighting league plays out because it totally plays out exactly like the UFC. How a person can get lucky and have like a good fight and then walk in and I want to take on for the championship against the top guy. Right. There's no sort of buildup. And it reminded me a lot of when Brock Lesnar transferred from WWE to the UFC. His second fight was for the championship and he lost his first one. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> right. you, you lose your credibility when, and maybe just because I, I, 
<laughs> for, for everything that WWE is and isn't, like there's still like a build up to you don't just walk in and now you're the champion. Right. And then just to let some kid jump on stage and be like, he's yeah, the one that the does kid. it all. Yeah, exactly. He's the, he's the one that like challenges the, mm-hmm. the head of, you know, like the, the Vince McMahon of the Vince. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, the, of robot uh-huh. boxing. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. And, it, and again, they, they, they kind of hint at and establish that Adam is sentient and has feelings and is alive. But then they never finish that one either. <laughs> they, they never connect that dot either. Right. Just, so you never like, feel super horribly bad for mm-hmm. the robot getting the shit beat out of him. No. Like it's not like short circuit when like he dies and you're like crying. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's totally there's no yeah, he's not the iron giant. He's literally right? just <laughs> go watch that movie. Yeah, go watch those movies and you'll Same feel robot, so for twice robot. as big. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but sentient. Yeah. So <laughs> This one has a fencing mask. <laughs> like that they put a smile I, face I on. I feel like you could like you could feel for him, but like any hints that he could be alive or sentient just goes away when you realize he's, that just, he's, he's just he's just mimicking movements. What he's seeing, he's, he's not alive. So yeah. or yeah, finish that off. Like, establish that you no, know, you know, maybe he is. Like make him the focal point or make the like the, the, it's just so ADD. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like, who's what's the name of the robot? The, the you know the champion robot Zeus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even them, they talk about or him. They talk about how like he learns. You know, he adapts from every robot he fights, and yeah. he's unbeatable. But then when they fight, like they don't even go into that. Like, no. or you don't see anything about Zeus adapting to. To the new fighting style, yeah. To his fighting style, or to, I guess, Mm -hmm. Hugh Jackman's fighting style. It's kind of like Jurassic World, where, like, they established the Indominus Rex can do all this crazy stuff, and then he never uses any of those powers. (laughs) He can go invisible, but then never uses it. (laughs) Or or the Indominus Raptor has laser vision, but you don't really. (laughs) Right. But I guess we should talk about good things. Yeah. I mean, this is the B-Kind. I got some good things to talk about for sure. But okay. Go for it. All right. Um, what's some good stuff? I like the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the truck? Yeah. The, he hauls his that robots truck around. is cool with the windows by the feet and yeah. like all sorts of weird. I, just yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know how to look this truck up. Like yeah. to see if it's a real truck. I have no life, idea where you. Or if this st- is just something they stupid they made for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool truck. You show your dad that truck and see what he says. He probably, probably know. He like, probably would. Oh, that's a nineteen fifty six. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it was. It was a Herker or whatever. <laughs> Only fifty were made. Uh, no, yeah, the truck is cool. The truck is really really cool, and I do like that the robots, unless it's walking or fighting, it's a it's. Really really there it's yeah. a it's a real live robot and they made a bunch of them right thanks for thanks to Stu. i'm sure that was highly influenced by steven spielberg it was. With jurassic park that's exactly the connection he said when he was working with them that if it's if it's not doing something it can't do it should be there yeah so they could like a real it. animatronic mm-hmm. robot so that is cool um and i do like the world that they built that rest that that the robots have like followings and they know they're they're well known 
Um, when he buys Noisy Boy, like that's a big deal that somebody bought Noisy Boy and they're going to come back. Um, I loved the different locations and the different, like the worlds, like the one that they, the zoo that they fight in is cool. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, it's funny that Hugh Jackman stands out because he's such a dick. But like what I really enjoyed about most of the other characters, they're all on the level. They're they're the most ridiculous like Mad Max throwaway <laughs> bullshit people ever. But like oh, yeah, especially, especially the, at the zoo, at the zoo, you're like, <laughs> like oh the, yeah, we'll double or nothing, four grand or whatever, and like yeah, let's do this. And then when he loses, he just pays up. He pays up and like there's wow, no you, fight about it or yeah. anything. I'm thinking, shoot, he's winning. He's gonna fight his way out of this because they're gonna be nope. He pays he him and it's just by a bunch of Mad Max people. Exactly, they just killed him and the kid and taken and the taken money. the robot. Yeah, but no, they're like they pay him and even the guy that's from the wrestling league he looks really smarmy i'm like i'm from the wrestling league and he gives him his card and we want to give you this money guaranteed on the level (laughs) he's directly like everybody is worthwhile in this movie except the main character in the the shadiest one yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the the they 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 fight in an abandoned zoo like that was really cool and the different the different locations that they they fight in, I, I really liked it. I liked the robots, the run. I mean, you know, there's a two headed ones named Twin Cities. Like Zeus, I think was again makes me. It kept bringing me back to Phantom Menace, like the whole pod racing. Exactly. Like, oh, it's the two headed guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the oh, pod cool. Race. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's this dick kid just talking to Sebulba. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sebulba's a piece of shit, but apparently, <laughs> you know, the the, 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 the main character. Characters the most shady that <laughs> you can't say that the Jedi's weren't shady, right? <laughs> but yeah, everybody seems to be on the level. They pay up. Uh, they're yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And I like and, how the robots they didn't like they didn't overdo it. They did a very good job of making them realistic, even in the like computer animated sequences for mm-hmm. the most part. And I like that they're very like. Realistic. It's not. It doesn't get too transformer yes. e where yes. they can like fold into like smaller than what they are. You know, like yeah. their bodies are very human and like. I mean, they look different, but they're very realistic as far as they don't do things they can't. Other like you know, there's a few scenes where they like this big, huge, however many ton robot jumps, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but nothing like jumps 50 feet or no it doesn't do fly anything weird the, you know and even then i liked how hugh jackman like reacted that like holy shit that's crazy <laughs> they made that giant robot jump uh well the the boxing sequences were uh, consulted with sugar ray leonard and he worked with hugh jackman on his boxing stuff and i really like and i think it was motion captured which i really enjoyed because there was a fluidity and a realistic feel to it it wasn't just like i said what you said with the with the transformers like that's the one thing that can get gets too jumbled and you you don't really know even know what you're looking at half the time and even in the first one which the first transformers was my favorite even then like some of those scenes with bumblebee and the cop car it gets too jumbled even though i thought that fight scene was awesome right you don't ever really feel that in this one you kind of you kind of and all the different robots had different powers which i thought were really cool that one can like heat up and his hands were like red hot which was cool and the two-headed one and then zeus which i wish zeus would have had a different name just because zeus is just not a really not a really original name but that's just me 
it does take place like so when i was reading the backstory of the film it does take place in the future but i think it's like our future yeah it's very or it's i like our, the, it, that's another thing i liked about it is the very like it's like country midwestern mm-hmm. feel to it and just like yeah, driving yeah. around to like especially the beginning he's like driving to a fair or Correct. whatever to like fight yeah. his robot and well it yeah it, it, it didn't it, it takes place in a, in a future but it's not it doesn't go over the top of what the future looks like. There will still be fairs. There will still be... Con- like, the world was very now. The yeah. futuristic part was the robot. Yeah, which <laughs> makes sense. Like, this is the new hot thing. You're gonna... That's gonna be the new hot thing. And it's gonna be brand new. And there's gonna be these uh, subcultures built around it. I mean, look at even, like, drone plane racing. Like, that's... I mean... If you see, if you ever seen the yeah. the professional drone, holy <laughs> shit, that's crazy. Yeah. That is just yeah, I don't um, even know how they do that. Mind boggling how they're able to. We're talking about pod racing. <laughs> how they're able to do that, but then I mean, there's a whole culture build up underneath that. So there was, I was a very organic feel to it. I really liked. It. I really yeah. and I liked uh, Anthony Mackie's character. Like he was really cool. And I. And again, like the bad guys show up to do things, and that what he's doing is on chance. Like he assumes that he's gonna go down in the second round. He doesn't have an inside track. So again, even the bad guys are on the level. Right. <laughs> I like, it. like you said, I like how all the robots are different, but not like crazy. Yeah, you know? not they, over the and top. And they stay looking this, you know, that way. Like mm-hmm. again, like my beef with Transformers is like when you love Transformers as a kid is because, you know, this car turns into a robot, but mm-hmm. it still looks like that car. Yes. Whereas, mm-hmm. But in the movies, it's very like, they all look the same, you know? Like, yeah. even, they, even they're a car, but then they transform into something that just looks like a robot. Yeah, yeah. They, there's not a lot of... They did a little bit uh, in Bumblebee, which I enjoyed, with right. the, seeing a G1, some of the G1 stuff. And I would love for them to like lean more into that if they're going to do any more live action. I don't know if they will. What the, like I said, I'm really not into Transformers, but we're all just still waiting for the Transformers GI Joe crossover crossover movie. Yes, <laughs> that would be even cool. though it'll probably be horrible. It'll be on this show, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, we could pretty much do every single Transformer. I think like the first one and Bumblebee they are the two that we wouldn't because they're right. at least halfway decent. The rest of them are just just mind-boggling and then for 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 gi joe we would definitely do the first one the second one is just so boring and and dumb like it's i did not like the second one at all the first one is perfect cartoony and i love it and i don't even like gi joe either right <laughs> that film was just great and i love the rock but yeah he, did, he brought nothing he, to that movie. no he brought nothing to that movie <laughs> absolutely nothing um and all it did was just become a rock war movie yeah. So, I real steel. They they keep talking about doing another one. Really? Yeah. There's a sequel in the works. Maybe he becomes sentient at that point. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, it seems like my my guess is that I just don't see that ever being made. Like I don't see a reason for it. I don't see anything. I, I just don't to know be, where you would go. Like I mean, I feel like they did a great job of squeezing a two hour movie out of a, 
you know, a short story from the 1950s science yeah. fiction magazine. Exactly. I mean, how much more can you? Yeah. <laughs> unless have you just have really a completely new nuts. story. Yeah, you just, would have to for sure. Yeah. And again, I have no idea. Yeah. If Adam gets even more sentient. Well, that kid now, I mean, this is 10 years. That kid's 22 years old now. So is it? <laughs> They could do it, and they wouldn't even need Hugh Jackman. You can get that kid for $2 million and call it good. You don't need... It doesn't seem like a property that you know Hugh Jackman's going to be running back to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't foresee either. it at all. Um, I, X-Men 10? Okay, but... Perfect. Yeah, I could see him Real actually going two? back no, to... Thanks. I could see him going back to MCU or going <laughs> to the MCU, even though he's he's signed off on Wolverine. He's, he can play Wolverine until well, he's dead. Who he cares? Can, he can do like what Chris Evans or what... It just gives play a different character. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you would have told me ten years ago that that was going to work, you, <laughs> really? He was already in the Fantastic Four. Really? Oh, that's the guy. Okay. <laughs> they, they do hint a lot on a a history of this because they even say that you know he was an old sparring robot from the G whatever ones or G2 whatever when they first Is it like started like early G2 or something something like that. So they do talk about being a history to this and if they if they did want to continue with this as a franchise that would be cool to say to show what it looked like when it first started how this became a a, a thing like a prequel kind of like a yeah basically a prequel. I could see something like that happening. You know, if no, they did a sequel, you know, it'd just be like off the rails. There's nothing about this that says that they would do a sequel or a prequel and then do this and put it on in the in the theater. There's nothing about this that tells me that <laughs> it would be a direct to DVD thing, um, a cartoon. <laughs> Netflix would turn into a cartoon. Yep, <laughs> just like they do every other thing. <laughs> I mean, shoot, you've got uh, Fast and the Furious cartoon. You've got Camp Crustacean now as a cartoon. Speaking of Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe. Have you watched that? No, I, you should. I, no, I was just like, nope, not doing that. It's surprising. <laughs> it is surprising. But, um, <coughs> yeah, this so. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not a lot you can really say, like, like the like I said, like the answers are right there, and they just what what it could have it, I it wouldn't have changed anything. I don't think. I don't think they would have gotten like it wasn't that original of a, of an idea anyway. And the property that it would most maxi match, they didn't. You can't tell me that the the Rock'em Sock'em name would have cost them a lot hasbro or milton bradley are not saying i'm surprised they didn't know about it and like chomp at the bit to like make them change the name to rock'em sock yeah Robots. or sue them like, i uh, wonder if that's a thing a thing what's what's interesting is like if you read the reviews like a lot of the reviews were praising the storyline and yeah that was the biggest like one of the biggest hurdles i had Mm -hmm. like this is a good movie as far as like it's entertaining it the cgi is very good yeah the practical effects are amazing the you know it's it moves at a great pace it has good things going like the storyline has like the good parts but like it never really climaxes or finishes Mm -mm. and 
so it's interesting. I think it got like what, like it got a high percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, even, and which surprised me. Never seen the movie before, but I guess it was 2011. I mean, we were starved for entertainment <laughs> back in 2011. <laughs> so, but like, I feel like if that movie came out now, like the critics would just eat it alive. Oh like, yeah, oh worst yeah, Hugh Jackman property yeah, ever. It's, like, yeah, it would have been. It, it, yeah, it would it would have been massacred now, and I don't. I, I after I got over I, I wa- after I watched it like that's how I felt like yep that was a movie like there's right. nothing like yep that's cool like I didn't uh, feel like it was a waste of time no like, no no I it wasn't like oh man you know if, even if I was in the theater at the time I I probably still would have been satisfied I wouldn't have left the theater being like oh that was a waste of yeah eight dollars yeah you don't hate it you don't love it it's just it's there exists. And- <laughs> What all the good things you can say about it, you can say something equally awful about it. That's yeah, the the plot kind of meanders around a little bit. What could be something is nothing. What's nothing is something for some reason. Right. Like a, a lot of the stuff with the cowboy guy, like that's nothing, but it becomes something. And his relationship with Anthony Mackie ends up being nothing, but it's something like it, it's like almost like he's Kevin Durant's almost there because he's such a good character actor. Like, and he's like one of those guys you never remember his he's damn an name. Amazing character but always, actor. As soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. You know. So, um, so it's almost like he kind of overtook his. Like he did more with his role than what was given to him. Yeah, he did. He did take a lot from and so, from nonsense. So for again, sure. you're kind of like maybe that's why you don't get the payoff because you're like, oh, there's something here. Like this guy, you know these these two have known each other forever and they have this huge beef. Mm-hmm. You know, because they established that, like that they've yeah. He was from Lost too. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they established that those two guys have known each other, but they never really t- like was Kevin Durant's character a boxer back in the day, or you know, yeah, they didn't really go over it. Mm-mm. But yeah, I mean, this guy. I mean, he started off. He was in one of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, he was in the Butterfly Effect. Um, Big Mama's House too, like Wild <laughs> Hogs again. Gonna be on this show. Um, he played. Yeah, he was the X Men Origins. He was in Legion. Um, Resident Evil Retribution, uh, City of Bones, Winter's Tale. He was in Noah, which I really want to watch. No, that I've been. No. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of nothing really. He was yeah, really good in the Drawada, Taken. He was really good in the the Strain series on FX. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I can't say nothing. I would, I would bend over and 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 take. Yeah, I would give anything for this dude's career. But <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, he was on Lost. Um, yeah, the Strain. He was on Vikings. Oh yeah, I forgot that too. But yeah, he plays all kinds of different like nationalities and different characters and he's just got he's got a very unique look. <laughs> he's like a Ron Perlman, you know, you instantly recognize him. Mm-hmm, you do. He I'm gonna have to go back and watch this now. He was in that Swamp Thing show. The what? They made a show, a uh, Swamp Thing, when they released the DC streaming service. 
they made a, a Swamp Thing TV show in like last year. Is that the one they're advertising for the CW? Or yeah, thing? yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. He was on that. He was one of the main characters. So huh. I'm definitely gonna check that out now. So yeah, Kevin Durant is great, and you just you he's more to me. He's more memorable than Anthony Mackie. He really is. Like I, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> he's only me. in the movie for. He's not in the movie no. a lot. Hmm. I mean, the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> and the end. Yeah, for like five minutes each. But you know what? You remember every <laughs> single time. Even when, even well, even when he was in uh, Wolf Wolverine Origins, like you, you just remember the blob for some reason. But people forget that Gambit was in that movie, and right? Who <laughs> f that? The blob was in that movie, and he was really cool. <laughs> yeah, like it had uh, Bishop was in that. Um, but yeah, people forget that, but freaking thing. <clears throat> but yeah, but for me, like Anthony Mackie is just not. I like Anthony Mackie. I really, really do. But there's, I, I was never. I didn't. They didn't didn't give him enough stuff. They didn't give the any MCU. character really enough stuff, except for the dad but, and the kid. And but the, in, and in this both, one, yeah, they didn't give him anything. The, but. Oh yeah, and and. And they don't develop the characters except for the dad and the kid, mm-hmm. and actually more so the like the aunt and the dick rich husband. Like, yeah, I want to hear about the his people. Boat. That, <laughs> He's the, going on vacation. The I don't people know. are that are the assholes in this movie. Mm-hmm. They give the most like storyline mm-hmm. or background history to, yeah. and character development. But you can't just you can't get behind it because you're just like, oh, they're assholes. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> the fact so. that that guy's like, yeah, I'll pay you to just not <laughs> let us take this kid yet. Yeah. What? What the hell? Like, oh. but yeah, it's unreal. But yeah, Real Steel was definitely worth watching. I'm kind of glad I did. I, I almost watched it again just for funsies, but I'm sure eventually Tucker is going to want to sit and watch it again, and that's cool. Like it's you know, it's really cool. There's a lot there that I would like to like try to. You just know that there's more meatiness there that was then meets the eye <laughs> so I, I think it's weird that like when you come back to all the, you're talking about with the people in it but then also you're talking about like production and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like danny El- or yeah danny elfman did the elfman, music but like it's not like typical danny elfman oh like, yeah no danny elfman music in movies is it's, usually like super recognizable you don't even have to see the movie nope I mean, you have to see one of his movies, yeah. but then after that, they could just play that music on the radio from another movie, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's Danny Elfman." Yep, because mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but in this movie, it's just normal music. Yeah, I it's like, not nothing circus stood out to music. Me that, yeah, like, Ooh, that's Danny Elfman. No, it's not. But yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so. it's not circus music for emo kids. Like, right? It's, it's just yeah. normal so stuff. It's like, hey, Danny Elfman, you want to make some music for this robot movie? And he's like, sweet. Yes, but thank God. Like, we just want you to make normal shit. Like, yeah. nothing crazy. Nothing. Cr- <laughs> and Johnny Depp won't be there. Oh, well, fuck that. <laughs> That's right. You're going to get bullshit music that you'll never remember or even. Well, and a lot of the music in this was actual, like, singing and like regular like, yeah he must have ju- he must have just yeah, there's a lot of eminem in this movie yeah there was <laughs> so. yeah there's like two or three eminem songs he must have like like he, he didn't come he must have just did the music he just didn't compose it so but even then well he does like all the music just straight up background music like if you look at the soundtrack for this there's two separate there's two soundtracks when you look it up. Yeah. There's like all the soundtrack. There's all the rappers and stuff. The score. And then yeah. there's the score. Yeah. Which is Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. But like you don't pay attention to that because mm-hmm. all you're listening to is like fighting rapper entrance 
well, mu- yeah, it's, WWE it's, entrance music yeah, or whatever. It's, it's not stupid <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, Real Steel 2011. Um, I personally don't think they'll ever make a sequel. I, I don't think that there's not much more to tell. If they do, it was, we'll probably cover it on here. Yes, we will, for sure, if they do. Uh, we'll do that. We'll reserve an episode, and we'll do it live. <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the afternoon it comes out, we'll go sit through that nonsense. <laughs> Real Steel 2020. Uh, that doesn't count, One. though. Only if it goes to the theater. I have, If there's... Because, I mean... They can get they could pick up this property for the cheap and make it <laughs> super easy. Easy, easy peasy. All right. Mr. Jeremiah, thank you so much thank again. You. Uh we will be back next week with another episode, and I've got an I already got an idea of what it's gonna be, and you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. Um Thank you so much. Uh Real Steel streaming right now, so check it out. Um why it wasn't Rock'em Sock'em. I don't know. Go watch Battleship. I'll tell you why this wasn't Rock'em Sock'em. <laughs> uh, thank you so much uh, for for listening. Remember to catch us on all your streaming platforms. We've got some merch on Redbubble. Uh, uh, remember, guys, you're going to have a rewind. You might as well be. Love you, and we'll see you.